today's episode, Ghosting Your Fear. Oh my god, don't ghost them. Let's go! I think I finally found my hallelujah. It started out as a feeling. And as my mind begins to spread its wings. I reach out from the Thank you for listening to the Daily Belief Game, which again, life is a belief game because life is formed and reformed and amended and changed and modified based on the conclusions, the judgments, the perceptions you make, which are your beliefs. What you is true, what you think is true about your life will be what happens in your life. And a belief is just a thought you've thought a lot. I love that one, but if you think about it, that's a pretty heavy one. If you settle into that idea of, no, no, this is true. Uh, No, Jeff, I'm telling you, this particular belief is true. Is it? Or is it just something you've thought a lot? So life is a belief game in the sense that you can choose the new thoughts and then start thinking those a lot until they don't serve you anymore Then you think new ones. And one of the ways to do that is by ghosting your fears. What do I mean? Well, first, fear refers to all of those negative emotions like worry or guilt or shame, regret, blame, revenge, rage. You know all these. Uh, Those are all the co-conspirators of fear. And ghosting your fears is actually kind of one of the hardest things to do when you're learning to be more of a deliberate creator. And it seems counterintuitive, meaning that something will come up, a real strong feeling of regret. Right, And you'll be indulging that feeling and going, oh, God, I shouldn't have done that. That was so bad. I really goofed that. That was, oh, I'll never get a chance to do that again. Those are fears. Again, regret is a fear. And if you keep going to regret, then your brain will cue that up for you. I like the analogy that it is a box of rocks (laughs) for every subject. And you put the rocks and the pebbles in there. You put little stones, little big rocks. And those rocks are, you know, like rocks of regret on a particular subject. Maybe um, you think about your days in uh, high school and they are very regretful to you. And every time you think of it, you throw another rock in that box of the high school subject box that says regret. And so when you go back to that box, your brain says, here's your regret. You love it, obviously, because every time you come to the subject, you put another regret rock in there. So here you go. We're going to give you back what you love. That's the ego. That's the brain. That's actually a good thing. That is what sustains the stability of your existence. In other words, it allows you to create a belief, a thought you've thought a lot, and then have it brought back to you. The difference is, is you don't want that one. You don't want a box full of regret. (laughs) You want something that serves you. There's no value in entertaining your fear, in building up your fear by making it worse, strengthening it. And you do that by thinking it. Again, the subject comes up, whatever the subject is, and let's say it brings on blame for you, which is a very satisfying feeling, right? Blame is, again, as I've said, it's relief to feeling uh, taken advantage of or victimized. And, and so you use this go-to and it feels like relief, but it's not serving you anymore. Yeah, I got a, a big old box of regret rocks and I don't want that anymore. But when it comes up, it really feels like I need to, to dig into it. 
It feels like my solution is in really studying the regret and really just look or the really studying the complaint or the shame or the guilt or the worry, which is complicated by the fact that worry and blame and complaint also have a uh, a chemical component of satisfaction. (laughs) Like I said, the relief, but it actually activates the reward centers of your brain. It feels like you're doing something. And so that confuses you. And so that fear comes up. And you want to indulge it. You want to go, yeah, yeah, well, let me, I'm going to figure this out because I'm worried about this. So if I keep worrying about it, I'm going to find my solution in worry. No, you won't. You're only going to find more things to worry about. Because the funny thing about worrying, especially when you're worrying about other people, it doesn't help them. You think it does. You think that if you worry about your kids or your family or your loved ones, your friends, whatever, that somehow you'll be able to help them because you're going to somehow fix their situation. But what happens is when you focus on worrying about them, you just create a whole narrative and a lens of worry. And so now other things are coming to your experience. Oh my gosh, yeah, I should worry because this could go wrong and that could go wrong and that could go wrong. That's just the lens of worry giving you back things that match where your lens is. That's why you ghost the fear. Worrying for others doesn't help. Thinking well of others helps. Thinking in states of solution. Instead of regret, you're thinking about the benefits. Instead of worry, you're thinking about possibility. That's the difference. And sometimes you just have to ghost it because you've done it so much and it comes in so strong that you're at the point in your particular self-awareness and growth that you just have to step away from it and start tamping down the actively burning fire and then later uh, talk about fire prevention and rebuilding, right? Give yourself a little break on that one. Because again, if you, you know, let's take that the high school analogy, you got the high school and it's all just boxes of regret. Wouldn't it be nice to fill that box with nostalgia rocks or fondness rocks or rocks that, of acceptance since you can't reach that yet? You got so much regret. So maybe you can say, you know what? It was the best I could do at the time. For what I knew, when I knew it, as young as I was, I made some choices that I don't like now. So I think it's time for me to stop judging those choices, forgive myself for those choices, understand I made them only knowing what I knew then. And the fact that I know now differently was the point of those choices, those errors, was to recognize I had to first know what I didn't want in order to know what I did want. And I wouldn't have until I did. You don't know until you know. Those are the rocks. By just doing that exercise I just illustrated to you, you just change the rock. You put in a bunch of new rocks. And the nice thing about the rocks that are not rocks, when you when they're when they serve you, they're seeds. If you put something in there that's actually fulfilling and enlarging and, and soul improving, then that will be a seed in that subject and it will grow even when you're not attending it. Whereas a rock of regret actually has to be maintained. But the point of the ghosting is getting this discipline of recognizing that when you're going down one of those things and and your old subjects, your brain cues up your old subjects of worry or guilt or shame or regret or blame or revenge, you stop and say, nope, that's not what I want anymore. And you might want to come up with a new one, but if nothing else, you want to walk away from that one and put your fingers in your ears and go, la, 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 I'm not listening. I'm not listening, regret. I don't have any use for you, regret. There's nothing here for me. And it works. 
That's the tricky thing. At first, it will seem counterintuitive. It will seem difficult. You will have this incredibly strong pull because you created those subjects and your consciousness and your brain is giving you back to them as strongly as you thought of them, as strongly as you created them. And it feels like, no, I must worry. But if you can stop and say, no, worrying is wasteful. Worrying is useless. Worrying is planning to fail. Okay, I got to step away from the subject. And you can just change the subject. Or again, as I illustrated, try to find an improvement. You've probably heard this one from me. You can make peace, make an effort, or take a nap. <laughs> make peace is, like I said with the one example as well, I, uh, I, was, I regretted high school because I was uh, young and I didn't know any better and I'm preoccupied with my uh, regret instead of my achievement or my fondness. Okay, that's making peace. Making an effort is moving into that saying, I'd prefer to look at it as fondness. I'd prefer to look at my high school experience as a growth that was necessary and, and successful, and I'm a better person for it, and I'm an improved person for it, and that feels wonderful. That would be making an effort. And then the third one, which is take a nap, which I, I jokingly call it that, but it really means distract yourself, which is ghosting the fear. It's another version of that saying, nope, not doing it. So here's your homework. Come up with a fear-ghosting catchphrase for yourself that will help you stop yourself the next time you go into a fear. I use ones like, nothing to see here, <laughs> or there's no growth in this, there's no growth in worrying, right? Or what I focus upon enlarges, so I don't want to do that. Or simply, my son has one from an old uh, Alice in Wonderland Disney cartoon where the Mad Hatters go, change the subject, and they bonk the other guys on the head and say, change the subject. Um, and Something silly like that. I do that example because it, your catchphrases, the more uh, caged and couched they are in emotion and fun or whimsicality, the more effective they'll be. So come up with your catchphrase. Nothing to see here. There's no growth in this. And then test it out. One of those fears you love to do comes up like regret or shame or guilt or worry then just go nothing to see here and see if you can walk away it won't happen the first time you'll feel the pull of it you'll be literally trying to steer away and you'll feel this thing going wow that is hard to turn away from it is as hard to ghost it but do it try it ghosting your fears it's worth it I'm Jeff Stein. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Daily Belief Game. Uh, if you want to learn more, my co-conspirators and I work with groups, individuals, companies, and we help people cultivate, sustain, expand, and become inspiration in action. I'm at jeffsworld.com, jeffs-world.com. Let us know if we can help you. It's a lot of fun. And in the meantime, please think responsibly. You want answers? I don't know. I'm Embrace it. Just asking. Life is choice. The power to create happiness. You can choose to be a victim or anything else you'd like to be. You want to change the world? Don't know how to begin. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It's the right path. It's a path made of principle that leads to character. You, the people, have the power to make this Come life on. free and beautiful. To make this Come life on. a wonderful Come adventure. Come on. Come on, come on, hey, come on, 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 come on,